The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Broncos Blitz Podcast. News and analysis to help you be a better Broncos fan. The Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E Letter K Radio on Twitter. Where today on the podcast, we are going to chat with Zach Seegers here in just a second to go over the well, the Denver Broncos stock who is up and the stock who is down as well. Two is the Broncos season. Well, it's uh, coming up on the midway point of the season. So, lots to get to. We'll also well, give a little bit of a preview to this Atlanta game as Denver tries to, well, go streaking here and maybe turn this season around. We will see how that goes. For the Broncos, of course, and the Broncos Blitz podcast, you can uh, find all the podcasts, previous archives at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. And, of course, as always, you can follow on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, at Mile High Sports. And, Zach, why don't you give us uh, your Twitter as uh, you join us on the program. You write for MileHighSports.com, but you also got some uh, good stuff over there on Twitter. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at Zach underscore Seegers. That's Z-A-C-H underscore S-E-G-A-R-S. Perfect. Let's talk first about stocks that are up, stocks that are down. Let's Let's start with the up. Let's start with the positive because I assume you've got a couple of them, not only on offense, but particularly let's start with this defense. Yeah, I I mean, I, I think this defense has been incredible. Uh, lately they're playing at a really really high level and I think one of the key reasons as to why is the secondary stepped up it was a question mark for this Broncos team in the offseason and it's been playing terrifically uh, behind Bryce Callahan Bryce Callahan in my mind has been playing better than Kareem Jackson has been playing better than even a guy like Justin Simmons Um, he's one of the top cornerbacks in the league I do uh, a weekly column over at Pro Football Network where I rank the uh, top 25 cornerbacks each week and, and right now I've got Callahan in my top five. That'll that'll come out on Friday. And uh, I, I, I'm sorry, not top five, top ten, uh, rather. He's just been playing so well. Uh, he still has yet to allow a touchdown this season. And that interception of Mike Williams was frankly absurd. Mike yeah. Williams has several inches and the, a few dozen pounds on Callahan. And for Callahan to out-muscle him for that inter- interception, and not just out-muscling him, but he had to play it perfectly, it is – He's playing at a Pro Bowl level. Um, he's not getting that kind of uh, uh, hype or consideration, but he's playing at an incredibly high level, so he's one of my big stock-up guys. Yeah, particularly, look, for this defense, I'm going to give you a couple names. Uh, you know, Bryce Callahan obviously has been tremendous, but I'm going to give you another name in that corner room, Michael Ojemudia. I have just been so impressed with. It just seems yes. week after week, you know, look, he's had his bumps uh, as a rookie cornerback usually does, but this is also a player who, look, I think most people, when you looked at the draft board, you said, hmm, uh, you know, I like the wide receiver idea. I like the 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 tight ends, but who is this cornerback they took in the third round? And a lot of people didn't know who Michael Ojemudia was, and he has come in and played so well under Vic Fangio in this defense, and really has filled a role that I think the Denver Broncos, I really thought they were going to struggle trying to find that uh, you know, cornerback uh, basically opposite of, of uh, A.J. Boye, but they've kind of moved him around a lot, and uh, look, Bryce Callahan on the other side, 
Ojemunia following guys around, and he's had some. He's had to to guard some pretty solid receivers, and he's done a really nice job this year. He's had to guard a ton of great receivers. You know, he was asked to be the team's number one true outside cornerback. He went against you know guys like Chase Claypool before uh, everyone realized how great Chase Claypool was. Mike Evans. I mean, he he drew a lot of difficult challenges to open the season. And he's played incredibly. He seems to keep getting better. And, and the Broncos found an absolute gem. And, you know, I'll own it. I've, I analyzed the draft a lot for Mile High Sports, as you know. Um, I was so low on the Michael Ojemudia draft pick. I thought it was a near-perfect draft outside of the Ojemudia pick. Mm. Um, I, I did a big board of, I think, a little over 100 players, 130 or so. And uh, I don't think Ojemudia was on it. I saw I had him as like a I think early round five guy. Yeah, and, most people uh, so had him as a day three off. guy. Yeah, I was way off, and I'll, I'll own that one. He has been phenomenal, and uh, you know I think really you'd say Jalen Johnson is the only other rookie that's maybe played better than him. Um, but Jalen Johnson's also had a lot less asked of him with Kyle Fuller locking up the other side of that Bears defense. So I think Michael Ojemudia um, is an absolute find, and he looks like he'll be you know, around starting for the Broncos for at least the next four years. And, you know, I'm sure the Broncos would love to have him, you know, playing at this level for the next seven or eight. You know, of course, it is election season. And, of course, in the spirit of voting, you got a uh, like a bracket going on for the Broncos midseason MVP for uh, Mile High Sports. Uh, 16 players, offense, defense, some special teams thrown in there as well, too. We are now uh, in the finals. And uh, I bring this up because one of the guys in the finals is on defense. And uh, we cannot finish the defense without uh, shouting out Shelby Harris, who has just been tremendous for this Denver defense. Yeah, Shelby Harris has been incredible. And I think it's telling that, you know, talking about that bracket, the fans voted that he was better than or or more valuable than a player like Bradley Chubb, who's racked up five and a half sacks, which is a very flashy stat. You'd think the the fans would be attracted Mm -hmm. to um, over just the last four weeks where you have recency bias as well. Uh, that just underlines how incredibly Shelby Harris has played because he is an interior defensive lineman. Unless you're Aaron Donald, that's probably the least flashy defensive position. And Shelby Harris has made it flashy for the Broncos this year. He is making a constant um, impact. You've got Draymond Jones back now playing incredibly. Um, it, it really is a shame that uh, the Broncos are now going to be without Mike Purcell and Jarrell Casey, of course, uh, because that defensive line unit that it might have been the best in the league, or at least in a top three to five conversation, like the, the just an unbelievably talented unit. And uh, you hope uh, Shelby Harris, of course, continues to test negative and uh, stays healthy. It is the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. As you mentioned, Zach, uh, Shelby Harris, the hope is that he can test negative, potentially be available for this Sunday. And uh, look, this uh, Denver team uh, saw a lot of positive tests this week. Unfortunately, a little bit of a spike. We kind of started to see spikes of it in previous weeks. Curtis Modkins in the Jets week. It was uh, Ed Donatel and um, uh, uh, Mike Munchak previously. This week, we, we hear of John Elway, Joe Ellis uh, getting uh, the positive test. So certainly the hope is that we can curve that down at Dove Valley and uh, they can stay in isolation and we, we stop the spread of the COVID-19 virus. Now, I know a lot of people are probably at home on Sundays as they don't want to uh, go out there and, and you know potentially contribute to the virus, not knowingly, uh, or potentially get it. And of course, when you are home, well, a good time to do and what a 
good thing to do this Sunday is, of course, bet with our friends at DraftKings. The season in full swing. And, of course, uh, look, we got DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app with all the storylines between professional and collegiate sports as well, too. So if you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this Sunday's action. DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. I'm going to read that again. DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. That's right. You bet they cover with risk-free Sunday betting. This weekend, Denver, of course, taking on Atlanta, and it is a clash of the two. Denver coming off a comeback win. The Falcons, well, they've blown a lot of leads, so... Where's your money going? Hey, on top of the great sign-up offers, of course, for football, hey, DraftKings offering great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain around the league. Different sports as well, too. DraftKings, safe, secure, and reliable. Easy for you to deposit. Easy for you to withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code MHS when you sign up to get the can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook, ensuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right. You bet, and they cover up to $100 when you use the promo code MHS during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Here's the deal. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code MHS. you got to be 21 or older. In Colorado, only risk-free coverage paid out. Insight credits. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, so the offense is in the back of the room saying, hey, hey, guys, I'm over here. I'm over here, Zach, Ronnie. Hey, are you paying attention to me? We've been giving a lot of love for the defense. Uh, this was a incredible comeback for this Denver Broncos offense, so let's give them a little bit of love. Whose stock is up on this def- on this uh, offense for you? It's got to be the skill guys. You know, I think there are still concerns about Drew Locke. It was one good quarter and three really really ugly ones so the Falcons uh, defense lines up well for him to take advantage of that but his stock isn't up for me quite yet I want to see a little more I I think the skill guys though are definitely up Jerry Judy being vocal and barking at Drew Locke and then also having his best game of his career so Mm -hmm. far uh, last week was great again he'll be able to take advantage of a very weak Falcon secondary um, and and Drew Locke should have all day and, and be nice and comfortable like he was in that fourth quarter so Judy's up Deshaun Hamilton, he's a guy that I was all out on. I was I was hoping he'd get dealt at the deadline. I just think you can't rely on him. And although I still you think you can't rely on him, he played a, a great game and was a big reason the the char or sorry the Broncos were able to upset the Chargers. Um, and just yes, KJ Hamler game winning touchdown. Um, Philip Lindsay coming back and, and providing an incredible performance. Albert Okwebenam with an incredible touchdown grab as well, first of his career. Uh, so I just think it's the young skill position guys. Those are those are my big stock up. I have to go with uh, Philip Lindsay as as one of them. The chest um, and look, I. I... I, I dislike how, you know, if we like one, we got to dislike the other. It's one of the – no, I, I think they both work great in tandem because, you know what, big credit to Melvin Gordon on that third down, third and five, somehow with a dude draped on him. Uh, guy Absolutely. catches a swing pass, extends the ball while bobbling it at the same exact time. I, I don't know how the dude do it, did it, um, but he is just as valuable. But uh, there has to be some love to Philip Lindsay on that gap run that just uh, he manipulates in space so beautifully. And he made uh, that rookie linebacker just look 
uh, real bad, real bad. And and uh, you're talking about a guy who the the hope is that obviously Denver can pay, can be here moving forward. I don't know if this is a guy who you want to utilize as your bell cow back. But if you remember the days, uh, Darren Sproles, you know, uh, as a guy who it was Michael Turner, you know, at the time, and uh, guys who can be incredible accents, you know, it's, it's one, a one B, you know, and I I think anything that can make this Broncos offense better and score more points, it's not an and, or it's not an or for me between Lindsay and Gordon. It's an and, so I want to see both, but I have to give a little bit of love to Philip Lindsay. And then I have to shout out also Albert Okawebana because I've been wanting to see more of Okawebana for a long while now. And finally now starting to see more reps on the field, obviously, there's a natural chemistry there with Drew Locke for being from Missouri, catches his first touchdown pass. He had numerous opportunities, obviously, in the uh, New England game. But we're starting to see now this Denver offense with multiple fast, agile, tall, big tight ends who are matchup nightmares. And I like it a lot, Zach. I love it too. You know, and Albert Okwebadam didn't go in the fifth round uh, because of talent. I'm sorry, it was the fourth round uh, because of talent. Uh, it, it was all just injury concerns with him. He had an up and down career in Missouri, but this guy was incredibly talented. He entered the year uh, that 2019 college season as the number one tight end and, and was being compared to guys like Gronk um, before he was injured and, and missed the rest of the year. Um, and then you saw his stock fall all the way to the fourth round. But he's an unbelievable talent. It was just a high-risk pick, and it looks like the Broncos are falling on the high-reward end. And I- I'm with you. They need to get him into the offense as much as possible because, one, it creates a mismatch nightmare if you can get him on the field with Noah Fant. Uh, some teams have an athlete that can cover Noah Fant. No teams have one that can cover Noah Fant and Albert Ogwebenom at the same time. Uh, they're, they're just rare guys. Um, so I think you want to get him out on the field there also because Drew Locke and him clearly are comfortable. You know, there's clearly a chemistry there, and it's something that has helped Drew Locke out a ton. I think Okwebenom's really been a safety blanket for him in a time when he doesn't have chemistry with a lot of his weapons because he just hasn't started much. He has more chemistry with Okwebenom than even a guy like Philip Lindsay or Noah Fan. Um, so I think having him out there is huge for that reason. And maybe he wouldn't be starter worthy or, or worthy of lots of reps in 31 of the 32 NFL teams, but with the Broncos, it's clear that he at least elevates Drew Locke's performance and uh, he can be a weapon that few teams can cover. So I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I wish uh, Shermer would use more 12 personnel. I want to talk more about the coaching staff as well, too, but I want to touch on special teams because I do think Sam Martin deserves a little bit of love. Look, we don't talk a lot about the punter, but I tell you what, the punter has been a massive upgrade from what they had in Colby Wadman in previous years. But obviously, Brandon McManus has been an absolute stud for them, winning special teams player of the week twice so far this season. The six field goal game against New England, the big day against the Jets. I mean, really, really has been an unfortunately, and it's kind of weird to say because it's like sometimes you almost wonder, it's like, man, I don't even want my field goal kicker making all these kicks. But when you call upon this guy, he delivers. And I have to say, I was a big critic of the contract and I still am irked a little bit about paying a kicker that much. It has nothing to do with Brandon McManus. It's more so much the position that much money when you got to re-sign a lot of guys like Shelby Harris, Justin Simmons, and Philip Lindsay at the end of the year. But regardless, the guy is out there earning the money and playing very, very well. 
Yeah, he's earning it. Um, Money McManus, uh, as they say, and, and he's having maybe the best season of his career. He looks terrific. And I think uh, Vic Fangio teams are always going to play close games, even when they're good. It's just that is their identity. Now, when they're good, they'll be winning them more often than not. But with that defense, it's going to keep games close um, until the offense really starts firing on all cylinders. And in those close games, you need a kicker, and McManus has been lights out. Yeah. Um, like you said, the two awards. And again, something that I thought was telling in the uh, bracket challenge that was really surprising, uh, the fans voted him as much more valuable than Tim Patrick, arguably the team's best wide receiver so far, much more valuable than um, all, like Garrett Bowles, who's playing, some would say, like the best left tackle in the league right mm-hmm. now. And he gave Philip Lindsay a really ru- a real run for his money for the uh, offensive MVP award in that fan vote, um, and, and I just think that's telling. Uh, when you have a kicker, someone that hey, we never talk about the punter like you said. We rarely talk about the kicker. Sure. Um, so for him to be getting that much love, I think just tells you how incredible he's playing. Obviously, you don't win the uh, Patriots game without him, and you don't win the Chargers game without him. It, it's it's impressive how how good he's been, Zach. Um, you know, I want to see. Let's take the the turn of the page now and look forward to the second half of the season. Zoom out a little bit. I want to see this offense a little bit more up tempo, constantly utilizing the shotgun. Uh, just the way I look at it is what makes Drew Locke more comfortable and what does Drew Locke thrive in? And so thus we need to do that because this is a ride or die season with the young quarterback, whether you think he's the guy or not, Denver needs to try to figure out because if you get to the end of the season and Drew Locke's played the rest of these games, you've got a pretty solid sample size to figure out what this guy is. You're still trying to figure it out. So I want to see that from the offense. I want to see them utilize these tight ends a little bit more, speed up the pace, try to, Maybe a lot of no huddle uh, movement. I want to see them start to thrive and utilize the strengths that they have on offense, which is A, their speed, B, their young youth. Uh, Look, these guys can run. Uh, They're young, uh, and they're going to be able to run past some guys uh, maybe later in the game, simply put, because they're better well-conditioned. That's the hope. Uh, I want to see this defense start to attack a little bit more. I want to see them blitz. I, I have to be honest. I, I I know Fangio is not a big blitzer in his career, although we've seen it quite a bit this season. I want to see them get after the quarterback. I want to see them make uh, you know all these quarterbacks' life a living hell, from Patrick Mahomes to Justin Herbert, Matt Ryan coming up this weekend. I don't care who the quarterback is, regardless of skill level. I want them after the quarterback and blitzing. Uh, give me one thing you want to see on offense and defense uh, as we close the podcast. One thing I want to see on offense, I want to see more games where Drew Locke isn't the worst quarterback in the AFC West. Hmm. He's got five quarters right now, the four against Houston and the fourth quarter um, against the Chargers where I think you would rake him better than 2020 Derek Carr, who's had a real resurgence, and what Justin Herbert appears to be. I think those are the only moments that uh, Drew Locke hasn't been the fourth best quarterback in the division. Um, So he's got to play better because even if he's an average starter, I don't know, that might not be good enough anymore in the AFC West. So I want to see some more lights out play, some, some signs of growth, some signs of development, because... Again, I can't tell you what he's gotten much, much better at, what he's developed a ton, what he's gotten markedly better at since his first start. Um, So that's what I want to see on offense. That's the big key for me. 
And then over on defense, oh, man, that's tough. I, I think I just want to see um, Bradley Chubb and Malik Reed continue their reign of terror. Um, I was so concerned about Bradley Chubb after the first two, three weeks, as I think most people were, because he he did not look like the same guy we saw in 2018, and I was starting to worry we were never going to get that Bradley Chubb again. And, you know, over the past four weeks, he's proven me wrong with five and a half sacks. It looks like he could maybe even uh, repeat that mark of 12 sacks. Uh, he hit his rookie season, and, and that's something I'm rooting for personally. Malik Reed, I believe that I saw the Broncos tweeted out, he's tied for the lead uh, or the league lead in sacks over the last three weeks. Um, so that's pretty cool, and, and I'd love to see that continue as well. Zach, where can they follow you on Twitter? Tell us about some of the writing that is coming up at milehighsports.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Zach underscore Seegers. That's Z-A-C-H underscore S-E-G-A-R-S. Um, and I've got a, uh, we've got a round table coming out uh, later this week previewing that uh, big Broncos-Falcons game, uh, trying to get the Broncos to 500. And then uh, I think that's actually all I've got going out this week. Next week I'll have a look at the players on defense, or rather the positions on defense. The Broncos will want to target in next year's draft, um, as well as a look at some unsung heroes, uh, some players on the Broncos roster that have been killing it and aren't getting quite enough love. Terrific stuff as always, Zach. We appreciate the time. Appreciate you, Ronnie. Thank you. As always, big thank you to Zach Seekers for joining the program. And, of course, the program is the Broncos Blitz Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. We are all done for the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in, a podcast from MileHighSports.com. And here's the deal. If you like the podcast, subscribe, whether it's Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, MileHighSports.com. You can follow, of course, for previous uh, archives and then, of course, future podcasts coming out multiple times per week. Always talking about the Broncos. And, boy, a lot of news lately from John Elway to Joe Ellis testing positive coronavirus. Could Shelby Harris be out this weekend? Will they even play the game? Practice canceled today. Now, Denver uh, scheduled to travel to Atlanta, so certainly uh, we will keep a watch there as uh, Denver looks to, look, trying to crawl out of this little hole. And we talked about this on previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast. They've got a next three-game run that – you kind of like Falcons, Raiders, Dolphins. It's not the scariest thing in the world, but it starts in Atlanta on Sunday, 11 o'clock. The start Falcons, of course, playing host to Denver. For more info on the Denver Broncos, you can check out MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. My podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sports book. And, of course, you can follow on Twitter. At Ronnie K Radio, that's at R-O-N-N-I-E, Motor K Radio, on Twitter. And for more info on the Denver Broncos, whether it's previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast or more writing, to MileHighSports.com. MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit MileHighSports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast. <laughs>